What's up, IBT family? Today, we have your start, sits, and sleepers for week number 10 of the fantasy football season. Let's make the most of this feel-good Friday. It's the IBT podcast coming at you. Because I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the clock, check a stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the jet sweet sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves like AC Never Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, all right, all right. It is Feel Good Friday, November 10th. The holidays and the fantasy football playoffs are sneaking up on us. This is the in-between fantasy football podcast. We are making the most of week number 10. I am Seth Wilcock, and I just got done bumping some Avril Levine before this program, and I am joined by my co-host, a man who's not technically Avril Levine, but he is the co-owner of Pros with Joe's, Green Screens Media, and also a few children down in the great state of Texas, Eric Romoff. What's up, Eric? How are we doing today, man? I'm doing I'm doing good in addition to those things. Also certified skater boy in the Avril Lavigne era, right? So definitely I, I feel like that song was written about like a 14-year-old version of myself. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Also joining us today, guys, we are joined by a special guest from across the pond. He's the host of Dynasty Hot Seat, Mags. Mags, how are we doing today, man? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, my, I am absolutely fired up to be here. You know, Dynasty Odyssey is a certified inferno, but, you know, I'm just hoping I won't make things too complicated between you two. <laughs> hey, no, we uh, we, we need a buffer. That's never, that's never a joke. That's Why never you got to do that? Huh? That's pretty good. Right? Why you got to go good. and do that? <laughs> we need a buffer for sure, my man. Uh, Eric has some, some ludicrous takes sometimes, so I'm glad you're here. Before we jump into the show and what we have on deck for the IBT family, I got to ask two questions. One, are fish and chips that good in England? And two, do you guys drink warm ass beer? Is that true? So, um, well, I'm actually I'm from I'm from Ireland myself. Oh, okay, li- okay. I, I I live in Scotland. I'll frequent England every now and again. Okay. You get you get some you get some good fish and chips. It's kind of like everywhere you go. Like if you go if you go so if you go touristy, you know you're you're gonna you're gonna have yeah. a bad time. But you you go looking for the right stuff. You can get some good good fish and chips. And man, yeah. Some people love the warm beer. I'm 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 a Guinness man myself. A Guinness, you know, it has to be cold. That's the yes. thing. That's very very underrated yes. thing about Guinness. You get a cold Guinness, that that's a good time. Okay, okay, fair enough. I appreciate the insight there because I heard some horror stories from some friends going across the pond, and they're like, "Everyone drinks warm beer beer here." I don't know what to do. So uh, yeah. glad to know that's not maybe the the hundred percent the case. Yeah, no, it's. It's a it's a tourist trap. Like people, a lot of tourists come over and they're like, "Oh, Big Ben's Tavern, let's go there." No, avoid. Like, no. 
<laughs> good to know. And guys, we are absolutely loaded here on this Feel Good Friday. We got our Thursday night football recap where we won't spend a lot of time on, but we'll touch on it here in front and center. Then we're going to get some starts and sits with Jay Felicio and then uh, some short thing sleepers to end out the program here. And uh, I'm seeing some questions in the chat. I'm seeing some of the IBT family. What's up, Dave? Thanks so much hey. for making time to us today, man. And then uh, Derek, what's up, Derek? Hello. Appreciate you being back here with us as well, my friend. We'll get to your guys' questions in just a little bit, so keep them coming. And let's jump into the Thursday night football recap of what might be the worst slate of primetime games I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> um, but let's get to it. Let's recap it in front and center. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Give it a chance, you'll be begging for more. Save the spot just for you. We're all somewhere in between. How about you come to the place to have someone? Ain't gotta worry about not what it means. Come and give me another, cause the night is young. At least I so thought. This just hit breaking news. Front and center. Front and center. Let's talk about the game that was last night. Bears 16, Panthers 13. And this is hard to make it like make us feel thankful that football is back. I feel like, guys, we got this game. We got Jets and Raiders Sunday night football Broncos on Monday night football against the Bills. And last night it was kind of a battle of mediocre quarterbacks. Teams combined for 508 yards, nine for 30 on third down. Somehow no turnovers. Eric, what were your initial thoughts on this? Man, you're you're coming in here with some some strong Al Michaels energy. Just not happy about these late of games. Like at, at the end of the day, right? Like it's still football, right? Like when we're in the middle of the summer, like watching highlight or marble racing or God forbid baseball. <laughs> like we we would kill for one of these games, right? So yeah, they're ugly. I mean, I I think there was a point in this game where it it went like. 20 consecutive series with either a punt or a field goal right but it's it's still nfl football i'm still thankful that it's here for it i think i think you should check your attitude right the the storylines around this game are kind of minimal right like it's almost more bad news than it is good news right like chuba hubbard has taken this backfield from miles sanders uh donta foreman looks great he's going to be a problem for people that were holding out hope for cleo herbert or that roshan johnson might become a thing um, you know, the, the good news is that Tyson Bajant loves Cole Komet. That's something that we can hang our hat on, right? That's something that's yep. different about this offense with him under center. But, you know, this love for Cole Komet and the, the funnel of passes going his way and DJ Moore's way are going for like six air yards a pop, right? Just like super dink and yeah. dunk, slow plotting offense, right? So not the prettiest game, but I will take football any night of the week. I want to get to our shower beers, gentlemen, and this is usually when we kick off the weekend with some good vibes, some players who surprised us, had big performances on Thursday night. There was only one, and you talked about it, Eric, that really I I felt like deserved a shower beer here and was Donta Foreman, 17.9 PPR points on the day for him, 21 for 80 and one on the ground. Mags, how did you feel about Foreman, and what do you think the outlook is once we get Herbert back in this mix? Is it just going to be a mess for fantasy managers? I mean, Donald Foreman's the kind of guy that, like, if you if you play a dynasty fantasy football, like like me, he should be right up there with your highest owned players in dynasty fantasy yeah. football because you should have picked him off the waiver wire 
a long time ago, really. So Foreman's a guy that you're delighted to plug in and play. He does well everywhere he goes. Like, he was good last year as well, yeah. people forget. Yeah. He was good the year before that as well. He's the only player in the NFL that I can think of who plays running back that has successfully, you know, I think we could say, come back from an Achilles injury. I mean, some people might say Cam Akers is okay before he did the other right. one, but... I think Foreman's the only example of someone that's actually come back, and it took a couple of years for him to get there. So I think Foreman's a safe bet for your teams. I don't really see anyone wrestling that job off him. Wow, okay. That being said, I don't see him being like the nailed-on starter next year. I think they might start to move towards like bringing in Herbert or you know Johnson as well. But I think Foreman has this job really pretty much locked in because he's been, <laughs> DJ Moore aside, he's been probably the best player on that yeah. offense. It's crazy to think about that, too, because a couple weeks ago when Foreman was up on the waiver wire, we didn't have a lot of people running to go get him. Everyone wanted Roshan, us included, and I think Foreman kind of went by the wayside, and some people got some really sneaky uh, waiver wire additions there with Foreman. So congrats to him. Also, congrats to the Bears. I I did shit on them a couple weeks ago for trading for Montez Sweat when he was a free agent. They signed him to that four-year, $98 million deal, comes out, has eight pressures on the night, so Good for them. It was good to see that. And I also just want to say, Kirk Herbstreet, what the fuck's up, man? Because Tyson Bajant, they showed his last 10 games on the side on, on the side rail there in the game last night. My college, Indiana University of Pennsylvania, IUP, baby, was two of his last five games on the list twice, and he didn't even mention it. Slippery Rock got the shout-out, our in-state rivals. Colorado School of Mines got the shout-out. No IUP love. I was sad. Sad to see it conspiracy i yeah I, i'm there man get the tinfoil hat <laughs> I, i'm ready kirk herbstreet should know iup man uh, one of the best d2 programs in the country for sure but guys that's about it for thursday night football recap other than eric can we drop miles sanders now two for five neck negative five through the ground ground and then two for 15 through the air uh yeah i mean he's he's pretty close to to being you know welcome to dumpsville right um, if there if there's anyone out on your wire that is you know a, a lottery ticket if a if a Keaton Mitchell is still out there for some reason right like definitely want to go with an upside you know he's he's uh, he being Miles Sanders is is very much so in that cut candidate list. Okay, all right, guys, let's go ahead and answer the people's questions in matchup management. Who you got? Matchup it gonna be who's it gonna be we tell you that in matchup management and guys we are joined by a very special guest for today's segment a man who was once a big time and i mean big time country music playlist curator that is now an nfl and uh college football betting analyst over at the athletic and a data chart charter with FTN data. Jay, what's up, man? Thanks so much for joining us. What's going on guys. I appreciate it. I was, I wasn't sure where you were going with that at first, but yeah, you know, that's something that we, uh, that came out the last time it was on the show, but I appreciate you guys having me on. I always enjoy uh, doing anything with you. Absolutely. Jay, I have to ask, I don't know if you, you, you checked out the new music Friday out there on the streets, but we have a collaboration with Bailey Zimmerman and the Jonas brothers. Have you checked it out and thoughts on, on that collab? I have not. I'm gonna have to check it out. Send it to me after the uh, after the show, and I'll check it out. You got it. You got it, man. Looks like there's some some love in the chat for Jay already. Albert, from Albert, Always. Dave, Toronto, Dave. Let's Shout go. out Toronto area. 
Let's go. And, and Rushman saying about last night's game, I watched replays of beat Bobby Flay instead of that game. Yeah, Jay, I watched the you... Loki. Uh, I watched I watched it back and forth, but okay. I made sure I watched the, the Loki season two uh, finale while okay. the game going on. Yeah, I, I have the double TV stacked one on top of the other, and I, I started Ford versus Ferrari. Didn't okay. get through it all, but oh. okay. it, it was a good change of pace. I, I, I felt you. kind of a slower building movie, kind of felt like that game as well. So I will say I had an, an embarrassing amount of players playing in the game last night. Oh, um, no. In one one league, I had to uh, I had to start Jonathan Mingo because T Higgins isn't going to play this week, and my other my other wide receiver three was uh, Puka, who's not playing. So I figured, you know what? Let's just throw a guy on Monday night. The Bears are a decent matchup. Maybe he'll catch a touchdown. And yeah, but I did start Tonta Foreman, which uh, makes me uh, yeah he had a very good That'll game. Do. So I'll take that. There we go, man. There we go. Uh, let's get some questions here, Jay, if you have a minute. I, I think we have some people in the chat. Actually, I got to go. <laughs> it is your day off, too, man. I, what, it is. Oil change? Uh, what was on the agenda for today? I uh, went and got an oil change, and apparently I had some uh, – the front headlight was out, so changed that as well, and went went to the chiropractor, got all aligned. And I told Eric that yesterday, and he said, uh, you know, you have to do the show while you're getting adjusted at the chiropractor. But Fridays <laughs> they close at 2, so if uh, next time, you know, you know, maybe if uh, we can do it on a day that they're open, I'd do it. I wouldn't care. Only other place awesome. you haven't hit up today, the DMV, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Make gotta, a day a little Gotta bit hit better. up Home Depot, Bed Bath and Beyond. Nice little weekend, <laughs> right. you know. Bed Bath Beyond doesn't exist anymore. They're they're done. Oh, they're in the beyond. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mags, do they have the DMV over in uh over in the UK? And if so, is it a better place than it is in America? Because it fucking sucks here. No, there, there's not really like a DMV that you're physically allowed to go and visit. You kind of <laughs> okay. have to like I'm, I'm originally from Northern Ireland, and like we, we just invented like the wheel last month. It was really big, <laughs> like big breakthrough for us. And um, we're working on fire. We'll get there eventually. Like anything you want to do in Northern Ireland goes through sending like physical, actual letters to people. Still, it's 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 crazy. So I would actually kill for a DMV that I could go and visit rather than waiting three weeks for for someone in a building in the middle of nowhere to reply back to me saying I've accidentally filled this form in wrong. Fair enough. Fair enough, man. Uh, we got Derek in the chat, guys. He's saying he's in a 10-team half-point PPR two-flex league. He was just offered T. Higgins for McLaurin. Risky, but he likes Higgins' playoff schedule more. He's 7-2. His other flex options right now are Mostert, Hollywood Brown, and Tank Dell. Jay, how are you feeling about this? Can you give up Scary Terry, who's been consistent for the upside of T. Higgins? Uh, I agree that the, the uh, playoff matchups are better for... T Higgins over McLaurin because especially quarterback. Um, where is it? Let me look up. It's pulling up my list. They play. Um, where is it? The Rams, the Jets, and San Francisco is who uh, the Commanders have. So that that's a pretty tough. Although Cincinnati's isn't that much better with Minnesota, yeah. Pittsburgh, and Kansas City. So um, it it is risky. But you know, if if you're in a good spot, I think it's worth the risk because the upside of T Higgins can never get healthy. If uh, you know, if we finally have Joe Burrow healthy, the the upside for T Higgins we saw it on what was it Monday night that they played Monday or Sunday night, um, it, it's much higher. And you know, I think McLaurin the floor is about the same. So um, yeah, I I like the move if you can you can afford to take it, which it's seventy two seven seven and two. It looks <laughs> like it. Yeah, I, I would go for it. 
Eric, how do you feel about it? We had Pope on the program on Tuesday night. He called T. Higgins a potential league winner. That was before this uh, this latest injury popped up, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with Jay here, right? Um, you know, for for me, especially in the context of this team and this league, like you're talking about your flex spot. Uh, yes, Terry McLaurin has been plenty steady, but if you can get you know that wide receiver one upside into that flex spot, especially in a in a short league, a ten teamer, right? Like getting those elite those elite weeks, those those boom weeks is is really the the difference maker in these shorter leagues. So you know we'll we'll have to navigate the the injury a little bit. It doesn't sound like it's going to be anything that is you know going to put his fantasy playoffs in jeopardy. So I'll I'll go with the upside in, in Higgins. Okay, Mags, where do you fall on this question here? I'm man, I I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like I'm torn because I, I love the upside of Higgins, but it, it's really hard to stomach with, with the injury concerns. Uh, I'm actually I'm going to leave the other side here. I'm actually going to go Terry McLaurin, and not not I wouldn't pick McLaurin every single time here, but just looking at the other options here, I think most of you're going to start most weeks because he offers the most upside there. But yeah. then you've got guys like Hollywood Brown and Tank Dell in there. They're kind of boom bust guys anyway in their own right so i'm thinking you might have some weeks where you look at your matchup and go actually i am quite heavily favored to win here i'm going to play it safe i'm going to start terry mclaurin and get that like kind of safe floor with him and then other weeks where you need that kind of higher upside you might throw in a hollywood brown like Kyler murray's back or you might start a tank dell with with cj stride absolute bowling yeah, I, I don't love the rest of season schedule for McLaurin, but we know this is the team that's going to have to throw a shit ton. They have yeah. no defense at all. I mean, they're, they're already leading the league in passing attempts. So I think you make a very valid point. Apologies, Derek, that we're a little all over the place on that one. But, you know, I, I think it really comes down to a personal decision. Can you take on the risk? And being in a 10-team league, I think it lessens that risk a little bit for yeah. you if you do want to do point. it. Um, here's another question from Amister. Uh, it looks like he just lost T this week. Should he be starting Devin Singletary or Irwin in his flex? <sighs> Eric, how we feel about it, man? I have Devin Singletary as my sit of the week at this at the running back position. I think he's a trap like last week. Can you talk me into him? It is over Trent and Irwin, which also does not feel great. Yeah, I'm I'm going Singletary here, right? Like obviously he got his you know his his audition last week of being you know, the primary back, uh, at least the primary back that wasn't kicking field goals for the Houston Texans. And he didn't exactly perform all that well. Uh, you know, to be fair to him, facing a very tough Tampa Bay run front, um, you know, this week against Cincinnati, it should be incrementally easier. But if if nothing else, like, I'm I'm very worried about Trent Irwin's ability to step in and, you know, fill T. Higgins' role in this offense, specifically against a very tough and getting stronger Texan secondary, right? Derek Stingley was activated. Um, uh, at least they opened his 21-day window. He has since then uh, reported limited and full practices the last two yep. days. If he gets if he gets to full again today, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see him out there. And that's going to make for a long day in the office for Trent Irwin. So I'll, I'll go with the Singletary side, but it it might not be pretty. And Max, does this change at all with Demario Douglas? Also an option here. He was great last week. It got you the double-digit PPR points, but yeah. uh, a little banged up this week as well, it looks like. Yeah, Demario Douglas is definitely a more intriguing option than Irwin. I think, I think a, a common mistake people make is they like give the same kind of advantage to a wide receiver that they would give to a running back if somebody goes down. Generally, what you'll see if, if a running back is injured, the replacement comes in and gets the majority of those carries. doesn't work the same with wide receivers. If T. Higgins is not playing, Trent Irwin will not see T. Higgins' targets. What you're just going to see is those targets probably funneled 
into other areas. You might see Irv Smith Jr. get more of a tick. You might see Joe Mixon get more of a tick. I don't see Irwin getting the targets that T. Higgins would get. So I see that as a little bit of a trap. Demario Douglas, on the other hand, he has looked pretty good and he looks like a genuine option. So I wouldn't even be considering Irwin at all, to be honest. I would actually okay. have Singletary or Douglas. Okay. Jay, split the difference here. Where do we go? Devin Singletary, I think the one encouraging thing is the Bengals earlier in the season were leaking points to the running back position, still averaging over five yards per carry against them. However, this is a, a player in Devin Singletary has not hit double-digit PPR points all season. Yeah, and <clears throat> the Bengals' defense has been a lot better against the run the past few weeks. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, there's, I wouldn't consider Irwin at all. Um, it would be between Douglas and Singletary. And, you know, in that situation, traditionally, you think the running back's floor would be a little safer. But with Singletary, it's honestly just as low as it is yeah. for Douglas. So I'm going to start to Mario Douglas in this situation. Um, way higher upside and honestly a similar floor as well. And in a good matchup. Uh, yeah. You know, the Colts can put up points. Um, so, you know, it could be a sneaky shootout with two uh, two ugly offenses. So, Amister, you're waking up early. You're, you're watching that Germany game. Uh, Mags, have you been to any of these uh, United Kingdom or uh, Germany games before? Yeah, sadly not Not me able to make it over to Germany. I'm a, I'm a Chiefs fan as well, so I'd love to be oh, able to make it over. Wow. But just, just not... Not available for, I'm, I'm a teacher and obviously getting over to Germany on yeah. a Sunday, getting back to work <laughs> on a Monday, just, just pretty much impossible. But uh, I was able to make it to the Viking Saints game at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last year, which was That's an cool. absolute brilliant. The stadium is first, it's the best stadium I've ever been in personally, like just first class experience. Absolutely loved it. They were looking forward the to The energy in those games more. looks just oh. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like your traditional games. Like, it doesn't quiet down ever. Yeah. Like, right. there's no real home team. I know they have a home team technically, but, like, right. it's just a, a sea of different jerseys and colors, right. and everyone's That's there so for, cool like, say. a great time. I I'll, love I'll it. Yeah, I can't wait to go back to more. Hell, yeah. I I'm so happy the NFL has been doing more of this. It's continuing to grow the game, and, like, yeah. it's honestly a treat waking up in the morning, uh, grab your morning beer, your breakfast beer, you know, ha have a little rip and start your day, like, with some football. I absolutely love it. So uh, yeah. I hope you guys do as well. Those of yeah, us with kids are already up anyway, so I'd rather <laughs> yeah, sit on the couch and, and watch some football while I'm, you know, sitting with my kids. Yeah, we even had our first ever just two years ago, and continued last year we had our first ever UK fantasy football meetup as well. I we saw had Bob that. Long, yeah. Bob Long fly out. That's it right. was awesome. Yeah, very That's cool. cool. Very yeah. cool. Let's get to Mateo's question here, guys. He got offered Dave Montgomery for JSN and Christian Kirk. His RB two right now is Najee, so he could use a little bit of help. My goodness, Jay, this one's tough because Kirk has been so so steady. I don't mind giving up JSN, but 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 Kirk is really a tough piece to trade with. I'll be honest with you. It's not that tough for me. I know Kirk Ooh. has been a lot better than most people have anticipated. Yeah. But, you know, those numbers have come with Zay Jones on the sideline. And for some reason, Ooh. the games this year, when Zay Jones played, Christian Kirk went from the number one option to the number three option. Um, and the, honestly, the reason it's not so hard for me is, one, uh, the Seahawks have a fantastic schedule for the rest of the season for wide receivers and a, a playoff schedule as well. Um, let me pull that up real quick. Yeah. Philadelphia, Tennessee. I oh know that's that. Yeah. Philadelphia, Tennessee and Pittsburgh. 
So that's, mm-hmm. those are some great matchups for wide receivers. David Montgomery is the piece that I want here. Um, while I do still think Jameer Gibbs is going to get a ton of touches, uh, we saw they want to run the ball. They, they're they able to run the ball very well. they got a great offensive line. Um, and he's the guy on the goal line. He's the guy that's going to get the the ball between the 20s. So uh, David Montgomery, if I'm, I've been trying to trade for him because um, I think people are forgetting when he was on the field just how good he's been this season. I apologize. I, I I mispronounced that trade. It is Dave Montgomery and JSN for Christian Kirk. So I, I think that kind of leans me on the, the Montgomery and JSN side as well. Eric, where do you fall? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the, with the crowd here, right? Um, you know, the idea of upgrading from Najee Harris to David Montgomery at your RB2 is a place that I want to go to. Um, you know, I'll, I'll ask the question, you know, like how, how dependent are you on Christian Kirk? Are you using him? Every single week, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that's something to consider. But you know, JSN, he's like he's the rare wide receiver handcuff, right? You know, we we talked about it a little bit earlier with with Irwin. I I think the exception to that rule is the Seahawks because they just like so uniformly utilized two wide receivers that if either of the guys in front of him go down, he just steps up into this huge role, right? So he's a nice lottery ticket, and you get a pretty considerable upgrade at RB two. Mags, any difference in opinion from you? I mean, yeah, I think what we misread it at first, and we were happy to go, yeah, give JSN and Kirk for Montgomery. So now it's Montgomery and JSN for Kirk. Yeah, absolutely. Slam dunk. That's 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 an easy one, I think. There we go. There we go, Mateo. We appreciate the question, man. Hope you subscribe to the channel. Come back and hang out with us again. And here we got George play in the chat. What's up, George? Thanks for joining us again today on your feel good Friday. Hey guys, choose two wide receiver and one flex from Deontay Johnson, Chris Olave, Tank Dell, Keaton Mitchell, and Leonard Fournette. Jay, I'm coming to you first, my man. Where are we going for George? Well, it, this one's pretty easy to be honest with you. Keaton Mitchell, I don't know if he's practiced today, but apparently he pulled a hamstring in practice this week and yeah. the chance yeah. he might not play. But even so, they got a three-headed monster with Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. Um, he would be more of a dart throw. Deontay and Olave, no question. And Nico Collins isn't practicing either. Tank Dell has yep. already you know, become a weapon. If he's going to absorb those targets potentially um, in this offense, yeah, I'm going Deontay, Olave, Dell. You can't trust Fournette. Like I don't mind him as a bench yeah. stash because you know if something happens to um, to Moss or anything like that. You know if he steps in, gets some goal line work, and gets you know he could be a decent flex play. But um, you can't trust him this week. Mags, any additional input from you? I mean, George, there's a reason you wrote those names in that order, right? You know. Absolutely, absolutely, Eric. I, do you have any? I don't even know if I need to ask you because I feel like this one is a slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, sh- shout out George. Like you, you put the you put the players in the correct order, right? Like yeah. your your intuition is leading you in the right direction. So trust it. There we go. There we go. We appreciate you, George, as always, man. It looks like we got a new face in the chat today, Greg. What's up, Greg? Thanks Greg. so much for joining us, man. He says, "So I'm eight and one in a twelve man PPR league, and I just lost Dallas Goddard. Would have to start Musgrave. I got offered Kelsey and Pierce for my Swift." And my other RBs are, are Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, and Gus Edwards. Oh my God! I I think I'm sprinting and, and accepting this. I don't know how we can't be. Yeah. Pause it, the show. Just pause it. Go accept that trade, and then come back, and we can talk we about it. Because uh, even without Pierce, like I'm doing Swift for Kelsey, to ten times out of ten, especially with the other uh, running backs. Yeah, K- Kelsey is still a top twelve player to me, man, and like. 
if you ever for some reason need to move off him or you can move off Goddard at this point, like you're going to get a shit ton of, in return. So I think this one's a slam dunk. Eric, is there any hesitancy from you giving away Swift who has been a certified RB2 so far this season? Um, in a vacuum, no, like I very clearly want the, the Kelsey Pierce side of this, you know, in the context of your roster, like, you know, you're, it puts you, it puts you in a position where you're depending on Najee Harris or Gus Edwards, who is also in that four-way committee, right? You know, Jay, you didn't mention Lamar Jackson, you know, arguably the most mobile quarterback (laughs) as part of that rotation. Right. So like, I, I think, I think you have enough guys to kind of bridge that gap and you're getting the better value with Kelsey, but I, I never really feel great sending out RB depth this this time of year. So I'm still clicking the button, but I'll, I'll have some feels about it for sure. I was going to say, actually, in um, I do the mailbag for – I'm in the mailbag rotation for The Athletic, and I had a question about Gus Edwards this week. So um, I would actually see if you could add Gus Edwards to the deal and upgrade Pierce um, okay. because Gus Edwards is – this. This run that he's been on, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's like, you take this play away and this guy doesn't do that good. But it's been a little fluky for Gus Edwards. You know, week seven, Mm -hmm. um, he had a 180-yard reception, an additional nine points in PPR leagues. He has one or fewer targets in six of eight games. Week eight, he had three touchdowns. That's not going to happen again. Week nine, last week, he had two touchdowns on five touches. That's not going to happen. So this, this... these big games aren't sustainable for Gus Edwards, and there's a lot of people that are hyped on him right now. Um, so I would be trying to sell high, and you know whether it's adding him to this deal to upgrade Pierce or you know another deal. Uh, Edwards is somebody who I'm looking to get away from. Okay, Max, how many how many warm beers did, did this guy give this this motherfucker to be able to get Kelsey like this? Yeah, that that's what we call a gallon of beers over here. Like that's like that's that's, that's a hell of a lot. Like I mean, yeah, you've got got it going down. You've got a blank space in your team. You got to put Kelsey in, right? There we go. We got one from Brad. Greg, we appreciate the question, man. Hope you subscribe, come back, and hang out with us again. We got Brad here in the chat. Hey guys, I'm at four and five, still easily in the playoff contention. Would you trade Raheem Moster and Justin Jefferson for Derrick Henry, T. Higgins, and Jacoby Myers? Uh, his other wide receivers here are Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, and Marquise Brown. Mags, I'm coming right back to you. How do you feel about this one? I, I don't see. I'm trying to figure out why you would give away Justin Jefferson. Now he's just about to come back, right? And yeah. Raheem Mostert is what running back two right now. Pretty I know close. Devon. Yeah. I know Devon Echan uh, is is coming back, but Mostert's been excellent with or or without him. T Higgins, bit of a risk. Myers, who knows what's going to happen now? We've got. You know, a new look team there. Yeah. Derek Henry. Derek Henry's looked pretty good, right? Derek Henry's been okay. I, I, I think you keep just. How do you trade just? Je- what am I talking? You don't trade just Jefferson. What are you doing? Not now. Not after you <laughs> yeah. just held him for for a month. Well, I, I know it's Josh Dobbs, but it's just Jefferson, man. Come on. The only thing that I will say, being a four and five, if you're, you know. You're at that point. You might not be able to wait on Justin Jefferson. Um, I was under. I was one of those that said Jefferson may not come back. Well, it looks like I'm wrong because it looks like there's a very good chance he could come back. Um, if you are in a win now situation, I could see trading Jefferson. But honestly, I would want more than this. T. Higgins isn't playing this week. Yeah. Um, you know the the Raiders aren't going to throw the ball as much with AOC under center. They're they're going to run the ball. They're going to play defense. And Derrick Henry, you know, he's been solid. He's been good, but he's not been this dominant force. So, um, you know, I understand trading Jefferson. I would much rather not. Mm-hmm. But I think you can get more for him, even even if you're in a place that you're in a win-now situation. 
Derek, okay. Derek, Derek Henry hasn't even been Raheem Mostert. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, which right. is crazy. Crazy yeah. to think. But yeah, I, I'm there with you. Let's do a couple rapid fires and get these out of the way so we can get Jay out of here uh, in case he's got to get to the DMV before that closes. <laughs> um, George saying, I'm like Greg, 8-1. and one. I lost Goddard. Who could make more of an impact rest of season for him, Kate Auden or Najoku? Also, should I trade Kenneth Walker for Bijan or Montgomery? Eric, it's a two-parter. I'm going to give you the first part. The rest of the season, who do you prefer, Kate Auden or David Njoku? I prefer David Njoku of those two. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson and his shoulder. Right now, it seems like the trajectory is his shoulder is fine against bad teams, and it starts to bother him against good teams. <laughs> uh, but if if he's out there, like he he very clearly likes to likes to target David Njoku. He's got a long history with the Texans with uh with regard to supporting tight ends, right? So I'll I'll go with Njoku under the presumption that we see Watson for the majority of the remaining games. Okay. And Mags, how do you feel about Kenneth Walker uh for Bijan or Montgomery? You're making one of those trades? Yeah, that's a close one, isn't it? I mean, here's one thing I do know. Uh, Arthur Smith is the devil, right? Yeah, so you need to yes, stay away, stay away from from Bijan, right? Sadly, <laughs> as, as much as that pains me to say. So for me, it's really between Kenneth Walker and, and David Montgomery here. Man, that's a bit of a coin flip, right? Uh, Montgomery has the threat of of, Swi- of not Swift Gibbs, sorry, who's been playing mm-hmm. very very well. Kenneth Walker I means Zach Charbonnet not really living up to what we thought. I think I might stick with Kenneth Walker there. You know, Jay split the difference here. So it's between, I'm actually kind of a little more out on Kenneth Walker. I'm not trying to, to oh, be wow. contrarian or anything like that. But, right. uh, and the only reason is Charbonnet seems to be playing more and more. Um, yeah. And I uh, I do, like you were saying, I do charting for FTN and I did the Seattle run game. And Kenneth Walker just doesn't look as, as good as he has. Um, I, it's Charbonnet. He's looking better. Honestly, um, he's getting, he's at the past two weeks over 50% of the snap percentage. So I really think this is going to be much more of a committee than it has been to start the season. The between Bijan and Montgomery, the right decision, the, the safe decision, the right decision is Montgomery. I am a sucker for Bijan Robinson. I was touting him all off season. I actually, uh, our good friend, Shane Barrett, he's in my home league. We just made a trade. I just traded for Bijan in my home league. Wow. Um, it's, you know, sometimes you got to take the risk and the upside for Bijan is RB one overall. And his, yep. his three matchups, if you play weeks uh, 15 through 17 are Carolina, who is a Carolina, Chicago and Indianapolis, which are fantasy points allowed to running backs. Number two, number five and number six. Um, I really feel like even if Bijan just gets just a little more touches, he doesn't have to get what he should be getting, which is about 80%. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he gets even just a little more involved, whether it's Arthur Smith getting fired, whether you know he did shave his mustache, so maybe he smartened up just a little bit. Um, I, I, I just, you know, you got to take big swings sometimes. And if, if you want to take that big swing, especially at eight at one, eight and one, um, you know, I, I like Bijan. The, my head says Montgomery. My heart says Bijan. Okay. Eric, can you help us out at all here? Because I don't think we've given George a very nope, haven't concrete done anything. open. <laughs> yeah, um, I will uh, 
I will follow Jay's heart as I often do, and I'll I'll go with Bijan here as well. Oh my right? god, like, you guys, I'm, you guys are throwing the nut sacks on the table today. Holy, well, so that's that's the thing, right? Like that's we're, we we're kids, talking right? about we're talking about an eight and one team, right? Like yeah. you know, if, if it takes a little while for for Bijan to you know to to ramp up, you know, you've you've got you've got some leeway with regard to your your record overall, but also you know, despite the dumpster fire that is the Atlanta Falcons offense. Bijan's still RB 13 on the season, right? Like it's not like you're just completely diving down into the pits of, of a, you know, a zero floor player, right? This is a guy that is clearly dynamic and, and athletic with the ball in his hands. And he's, he's producing well enough, you know, not up to the expectation of where most people drafted him, but he's still contributing and he's doing so without anywhere near the workload or the type of opportunity that we were expecting. Right. So like if we, if he just sees incremental gains there, He's got the he's got the 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 potential to really push this eight and one team over the top for a title. Right. And that's the reason I'm I'm not out on Bijan is it's his disappointment isn't because of him. It's not because of his performance. Yeah. When he's oh, on right. the field, yeah. he's mm-hmm. getting it done. So if I was gonna say he's uh, in the mailbag, I had a question about Bijan as well. Uh, he's out carrying him. Uh, let me see yards per carry. Bijan is five point zero two. Algier is three point two. Uh, he's averaging over five yards a carry, seven yards per catch. Wow. He's getting over five targets a game already. So it, it's all there. It just, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, if he just gets just a little more work, man, uh, I, I he could potentially be a league winner. He could fall flat on his face and, you know, I regret the trade, but, you know, you got to take big swings. Okay. All right. Two for Bijan. I would probably go with Mags. I probably would go Kenneth Walker, but I think I'm just a little like less risk averse really at this point in the season. But I, I totally, you'll I learn. Totally you'll learn. You know that I've been playing for fantasy a long time. I get it. You know, and you know it works out sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it does. Sometimes it yeah. doesn't. You know, I made some risky moves last year and it didn't. So. I'll go ahead and take this one. Um, Amos Sturge is asking, would you guys put Samuel or Woods over Douglas? I would not. I don't trust Robert Woods as far as I can throw him. He's been banged up. And Curtis Samuel, I, I hope that's Curtis Samuel, and I imagine it's not Debo, but he's banged up too. Yeah. Yeah. So n- nothing really to add there. Uh, Jay, we'll get you out of here with this one, man. Would you trade Gibbs to get Hawkinson? He has Taysom Hill at tight end at the moment. His other running backs are Bijan. Jacobs, Brees, Najee, Roshan, and Charbonnet. This is tough because it's it's a fair value. Yeah. And normally, you know, I would want to get that advantage at tight end. Taysom, you know, I don't think he's going to keep up what he's doing, but he's been decent enough and he's got the upside. Like Eric said, I, at this point in the season, I really don't want to give up my running back depth because all it's, you know, you trade away that piece and then Jacobs go down. And all of a sudden, you're you got Bijan Brees, and that's pretty much it. Um, man, that's tough. I I think I would stick with Gibbs. I I, I it makes sense because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm still sticking with Gibbs. I know it's a if it's a really a toss up, but me yeah. personally, I would prefer to have um, the running back depth. Mags, is there another trade you can recommend? Maybe Smokey here. I see Najee and Charbonnet, and say, could I maybe do a package deal and get Hawkinson? Is there something like that you'd be interested in? I mean, what I need to tell you is, the past five weeks, Taysom Hill is quarterback twelve. <laughs> that's what I really need to tell you. Like, and that's not like that. Why would they change it? Like, everyone's. I, I know. I was like, oh, the Taysom Hill is like it's going to start like going to. 
why I don't I understand why if you're at the Saints, why would you change it? Like the guy's absolutely crushing it. I think I think this might continue even to the end of the season. So Taysom is obviously very risky, but when we just spoke about it, you gotta take big swings, and there's no bigger swing right now than, than <laughs> Taysom Hill, right? Yeah, um absolutely. so getting Gibbs, he's he's a big swing. Hawkinson, I don't know what it's gonna look like with Josh Dobbs. Like I might just roll with Taysom Hill, you know. I, I kind of think you're right there, Mags, because he's like an anomaly. I don't think any of us really want to play him, but the guy is a weapon. He is an absolute weapon. I would love to see what he could do in a real offense that isn't run by Pete Carmichael, who's been there since 2010. But I, I love Taysom Hill. I love what he's doing. Eric, are you okay with rolling Taysom rest of the season? I am not. No, uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't think that we're going to see him uh, lead the New Orleans backfield in rushing attempts you every shut single your week. mouth there come right. on <laughs> um there's, i hope there, you're right because i have a lot of, guys. of alvin kamara <laughs> yeah i mean alvin kamara is i mean he is in the head coaches and gm's office right now banging on the desk saying <laughs> you better not give this man more touches than me um but if if nothing else i i think the like, like jay said the the trade is fair enough I would think with how well Gibbs is performing, you might be able to shop him around and get a little bit more than Hawkinson. But you know, I'm mm. assuming that you're addressing a you know a roster specific need here, so I don't mind that. Yes, I said I don't like bottoming out my running back depth this time of year, and that remains true. But looking at the remaining guys, like you still have a pretty good rotation in your running back room, and you have guys that are that have clear and largely pretty available handcuff options right so if you click the button on this trade make sure you go out and get zamir white make sure you go out and get algier if he's available well, michael Bijan's carter right yeah like <laughs> Bijan is the handcuff to tyler algier so go scoop up algier off your wire um like there there are ways that you can kind of mitigate that you know that concern with your your rb depth and if you're if you're plugging a hole in your in your lineup i don't mind getting hawkinson in this deal I love it. Guys, stick around. We're going to get into some sure thing sleepers of the week, but first we're going to let Jay go. Jay, how can we best support you, FTN, at The Athletic, everything you're doing this season, my friend? Yeah, so uh, find me on Twitter, at GMNJ. Like you said, I'm writing over at The Athletic. I'm doing data charting over at FTN. Um, Check out my work, my articles over at The Athletic, and then with FTN, the product, where it's amazing all that we have an amazing team Shout out to uh, Mike Tallis, this guy who, who puts it all together, and Frank Brank. Um, they're basically all the tools over at FTN are based off of the data that we do. And we're, I mean, literally Sunday night as the games are ending, we're on there, we're charting the data. So it's it's all, um, it, it's really incredible. Just go check that out um, and just follow me on Twitter, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. There you go. Make sure you follow Jay on Apple Music. I saw Jay uh, slid into yeah, my Apple I switched, Music. I yeah. switched over to Ooh. Apple Music. Yep. I, uh, that bundle, man, trying to save some money. There you go. There you go. Oh, Make sure you follow Jay on Twitter, Apple Music, no longer <laughs> Spotify. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us, Jay. We'll see you next time, my friend. And guys, let's go ahead and jump into Shut some up. Sure Things Sleepers of the Week. It's the Sure Thing. Sleepers of the Week. All right. Sure thing, Sleepers of the Week. I got to bounce back, guys. I... I, I I came in last week, Eric, and I, w- I was bitching at the fancy gods because they, they were not good to me. Last week, I just made a bad call with Brandon Cook, so I apologize, guys. It was a great <laughs> matchup. I let you down. I'm trying to bounce back. 
So I'm going to give it to Mags here. I'm going to give it to you to crack us open here. And I also need to ask this other question. I'm sorry that we're getting into a little bit of a British history and a little bit of a British geography question. But do you have beaches out there? Do do you have beaches in the UK? We have hundreds and hundreds of beautiful... It's an island, my guy. Well, I know it's an island, but like, like, I never see, see like, uh, it's kind of colder over there, isn't it? So like, I I never see people beaching that much. Like, what is the, the beach vibe like? Well, a lot of the beach vibe is kind of where, like, I don't know what you guys call them. We call them, like, junkies, right? <laughs> kind of like, a, lot, a lot of junkies, a lot of drug addicts, a lot of, a lot of like, yeah, that, that those type of folks kicking about. But when it's there, – there's my, one of my favorite websites is, is the one by a Scottish guy. And anytime it gets over, like, I think it's 13 degrees Celsius, which is – I don't know what that is in fire time, but it's not that hot. <laughs> Nobody it's just knows. a website called tops off question tops off question mark as soon as it hits 13 degrees celsius it just says tops off like that's the kind of thing we're dealing with in the uk here with this <laughs> as soon as it's even slightly warm people are flooding to the beach so yeah the week, there's plenty of beaches plenty of plenty of opportunity to go i'm not really a beach guy though so I don't go okay to. there we go I, I gotta make it over there i'm gonna be honest man I, it's on the bucket list i've been chatting about it um i know there's some ga- nfl games over there i'm hoping they yeah. maybe take nascar over there someday as well that would Ooh, be brilliant Lord. so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it. eric have you ever been to the uk i have not no i have uh, i have not made the uh the jump over the pond okay. we got the we've got the finest football collective you know you guys can come over hop along draft night Bob along and yeah we can draft scott oh. fishbowl live draft we did draft that night year, out we can year. do a Wade draft DNO, night out we can do it yeah there right. we go yeah. there we go Get into the lab make this happen yeah mags i want to come to you with our short thing sleeper man who is someone outside the top 30 running backs or wide receivers that we can be targeting or someone outside the top 15 quarterbacks and tight ends who could be serviceable that's all we need is serviceable points yeah. here in week number 10 yeah, I've got, I've got one like just outside the top thirty. I also have one absolutely ridiculous one that I want to talk yeah. about. Yeah, well, I'll get I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get to the the first one. The first one is a guy that I absolutely love, and he's kind of doing exactly what I expected him to do, and he's really coming on this stage of the season. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba over at the Seattle Seahawks. He's going up against the Washington Commanders, who yeah. are awful at defending wide receivers. They're bottom <laughs> yeah. five defense against the wide receivers. They're giving up nearly 40 points per game against wide receivers currently, which is absolutely horrendous. Now, I do know that, you know, he has some competition there, obviously, with DK Metcalf and with Tyler Lockett. But at the start of the season, before a snap was played, I made a bull prediction, which was by the end of the year, Jackson Smith and Jigbo will be Geno Smith's number one target. Oh. And it's happening. We are seeing it happen right in front of us. The last three weeks, he's been comfortably averaging 10 points per game he's been averaging 13 points per game actually and we can see the tide turning ever since the Seahawks had their bye week in week number five he was at 53 percent snap count now last week all the way up at 82 percent so Jackson Smith and Jigba really coming on and it's working right he's been playing really really well I, I'm I don't see why they would stop giving him the ball DK Metcalf looking a bit flat Right, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I know, he's he's coming on. I I like the call here, man. And DK missed practice yesterday. He did practice on Wednesday, so it might have just been a veteran rest day, or he might have tweaked something. Yeah. So something to kind of be monitoring heading into the weekend. Uh, Eric, how are you feeling about JSN though this week um, against the Commanders, which is like death taxes and start your fucking receivers against the Commanders this season. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, a lot of that story has been to do with uh, Emmanuel Forbes, their rookie cornerback. Uh, and he's been kind of in and out of lineups, or at mm-hmm. least in and out of games over these last few weeks. But he's projected to be in there again this week. And if nothing else, you know, JSN, he plays a ton of slot, right? Like, I think I think yeah. people look at Tyler Lockett as more of the slot option there. And that's not really been the case this year. So that, that also means that JSN is going to see Benjamin St. Juice this is a guy that is giving up a ton of yards by slot corner standards. So, you know, his like he'll he'll still be down there in the pecking order, JSN will, but you know, his opportunities, he should have a pretty good chance at hauling those in. And obviously, you know, his yards after the catch ability is elite for a rookie for a rookie wide receiver. So don't mind the call at all. He can he can get there in a in a big way on a pretty limited amount of of targets, you know. All right, let's ride with JSN. Eric, who are you riding with, my friend? So I am going to first make an appeal that we have that we we grade on a curve here because my Khalil Khalil Shakir call last week netted nine point four points. I think that's a pretty admirable return for how far down the uh, the rankings yeah. that reach. I will let you deliberate on that while I talk about Noah Brown, my pick for this week. He is right around wide receiver forty. Um, look, this is pretty simple, right? Like. Last week, he caught six passes for like 150 yards and a touchdown. So we can just project him to do that every week, right? It's case closed. Um, so yeah, the thing with Noah Brown specifically is he he's the Texan starting slot receiver, right? Like I know Tank Dell filled in that role very well while Noah Brown was on IR to begin the season. But since he's returned, he's almost exclusively running out of the slot. And that means that he is going to be in the coverage of Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton... He plays the Cincinnati slot corner uh, on TV, but this guy's a safety, right? Like this is a guy that is allowing a ton of catches. Uh, you know, basically everything that's going to be in Noah Brown's uh, uh, catch radius, you can you can just about project him to haul in this week. And the added potential for Nico Collins to be gone. I mean, that's just you know a handful of additional looks going Noah Brown's way. So I think he's got a pretty good look at uh, getting past ten points. I I obviously won't project him out for. Uh, you know, for another 27 spot, but yeah. he's got a role to play in this offense. Yeah. I mean, we know, no Damian Pierce, probably no Nico Collins, probably as well. So they need playmakers there, Mags. Are you interested in Noah Brown? Cause he was on my short list uh, for one of my short thing sleepers this week. Yeah, I, I love it. I think especially whenever you're missing a couple of guys in there, Noah Brown's someone that, I mean, he's obviously struggled a little bit to stay healthy, but actually when mm-hmm. he's on the field, Noah Brown's an electric player. And with somebody like CJ Stroud, who's just on an absolute hot streak throwing the ball, I expect this game to be a shootout as well. So I think Noah Brown can comfortably reach 10 points. Yeah, or or 9.4 points, maybe. Okay, love it, love 9. it. 9.7, let's go. Before we get to Mag's <laughs> super deep sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, a little more surface level of a guy. Romeo Izia. Dobbs, baby. Give me some Romeo Dobbs this week. And this is a wide receiver who has been a lot better than I think people think. I know we haven't seen the production as of late, but 11.4 PPR points average this season, 6.8 targets per game. We don't know if Christian Watson is 100% healthy. He was a full go at practice on Wednesday and Thursday, so we're expecting him back. Um, but this is a guy who only had four healthy games all season, so I, I don't know if I can really trust Christian Watson to be out there for this full game. And a wide receiver has scored PPR points uh, or double-digit PPR points against the Steelers in every single game this season. They leak the points. 
It's been getting a little better better with Joey Porter Jr. coming on, Levi Wallace not playing as much on the outside. Um, but Dobbs is a technician. This is the profile that the Steelers really struggle with, the, these route technicians. And I think Matt LaFleur is going to get him involved in this one enough to break that barrier. A- any thoughts, guys, on Romeo Dobbs or my uh, chasing smoke here? I think I think Dobbs is he's in a fine spot overall, right? And and candidly, I, I think his likelihood to get to 10 plus points is is pretty solid. The, the thing that you didn't account for in your analysis is that Jordan Love is absolute dog water, and I don't want Easy. to bank on anyone that is relying on his right arm. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Mags, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, if you want anyone to catch the ball further than 20 yards away from Jordan Love, you might be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> um, but the only thing I would... The matchup's good, though. The matchup is good. I'm wondering if Green Bay maybe take the, like maybe ease off Jordan Love a little bit, Aaron Jones is back a little bit. The only thing I would worry about is how much opportunity do they give Jordan Love here mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. they kind of take the take the pressure off him a little bit because he has been struggling a lot and do they lean more on, on Aaron Jones or, God forbid, AJ Dillon? Oh, jeez. Well, or may, Never or Never. yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see what happens out there in Pittsburgh, man. I'm ready to go. Romeo Dobbs out there too, available in over 60% of ESPN league. So wow. I'll fire him up. I honestly do like JSN a little bit better. And uh, I think Noah Brown probably has a little bit more upside if, uh, if it is uh, some of those Houston wide receivers out. Um, but Max, I'm going to throw it back cool. to you. Cl- close out the show, man. Let's go deep as hell. What do you got for us? So, right, this one is so deep that the list you sent me, uh, this guy wasn't even on the list. <laughs> he Yo. did not appear. Ooh, there were 60 players day. on the list. He did not appear on there. He is playing against one of the worst teams, if not arguably the worst team in the NFL at defending wide receivers this year. He was this his team's leading wide receiver last week as well, where he did score over 10 points. He is a crafty route runner. And there's a chance that the team's main target will be double teamed. I'm, of course, talking about the one, the only, Kyle Phillips, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you did it. You did it. We had a little Kyle Phillips love earlier on the show this week uh, with Pope. He liked him as well. This is scary. This is a scary one because I do like Will Levis in this matchup. This is a golden opportunity for Will Levis. But Eric, can you trust Kyle Phillips here? I, I guess we're not really trusting him, you know, if he is a deep sleeper. But do you think yeah. he can get to that double-digit cliff once again? Yeah, trust. Trust is a uh, is a is a difficult word, right? Partially because I have daddy issues, but you know, in, in terms of a <laughs> of a deep dart throw, right? Like, I mean, Kyle Phillips is going to be out there. You know, he he was he's he saw fifty percent. He had a fifty percent route participation last week. He is very much so locked in as the slot receiver. So that means that he's going to see a ton of easy in. Uh, that is the player that Tank Dell torched last week. That is the player that Noah Brown torched last week. That was an 87% catch rate uh, on covering routes out of the slot. So, look, I mean, they're, they're going to need bodies. They they can't just continue to pepper all of their targets to, yeah. to, De, to DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, Phillips is going to be that nice release valve. And, you know, running routes against a guy that's allowing an 87% catch rate, like you stack up three, four catches, and you're well on your way to 10 points. And I think the great thing is just the matchup here, guys. Like we, we pointed out a couple weeks ago, but Tampa Bay, since their bye, has been awful 
just mm-hmm. awful on the defensive side. They've allowed the QB four finish, the QB two, and the QB one finish. The only person who didn't was Desmond Ritter, uh, didn't finish as a QB one against him, and that was the game where he dropped no, the no ball going to the end zone. Desmond Ritter, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Drake London. So uh, I like it I, honestly. I'm I, I'm coming around to it. I expect a huge game from D Hop and Will Levis, man. Like let's let's honestly give this guy a little bit of flowers, averaging seven point yeah. four yards per attempt. So he's getting chunk plays. And I know Kyle Phillips is generally the slot receiver that we think of, um, but maybe he can be used downfield a little bit more like he was last week. So don't hate the call there at all. Uh, Just want to shout out everyone in the chat today. A a lot of new faces, a lot of familiar faces. Greg, uh, KJ, Brandon, Smokey the Cat. I know we had Dave in here earlier, Amister. Uh, as always, we had Albert riding with us and Derek. So thank you guys all so much for, for checking out the show today. It's been a really, really fun one. And Mags, what a treat this was to have you for the entire program. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Tell us how yeah. we can best support you, not just throughout the remainder of this season, but into next year as well, my friend. Yeah, well, thank you both so much. This is an absolute pleasure. I was great. Great chatting to you, to you guys. And any, anyone across the pod, it's always like a nice, nice little treat for me as well. You know, I know you guys are like talking about the treat being, talking to someone from the UK, but it's a treat for me as well, talking to you guys too. So uh, yeah, come come find me over on, on Twitter, over on X, whatever you want to call it, at Dynasty Hot Seat for the podcast, at Hot Seat Mags for, you know, the other crap that I put out as well. And if you want to follow me on YouTube as well, just search Dynasty Hot Seat where... We're doing a weekly show, kind of, kind of like this as well. We're answering fine questions. If you want to jump in the chat on that show as well, hop in and and we'll get to your questions as well. And yeah, thanks once again for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, guys! Open up a new tab on YouTube. Go to Dynasty Hot Seat and uh, make sure you're following in and plugged in with Mags and Eric. I, I need you to plug it one more time, man, because I've I've been riding with you guys here and there, and and the green screens are cashing with college basketball season here. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I will not bury the lead here. Definitely. Follow Mags. Check out the Dynasty Hot Seat. It is a certified inferno. It's a fun show. Yes. And like like you mentioned, Seth, it has been an amazing start to the college basketball season. Uh, we we just broke down uh, tonight's slate for for uh, for DraftKings, the big two K to to first prize pool out there. Our first core four of the season averaged five point five x. Every wow. single night that we're putting out prize picks, we are printing green screens. If you are into college basketball. Or if you're just into making money, check us out on Green Screens Media on YouTube. You can see it barely there under my name. <laughs> We've got a breakdown of tonight's slate. We're going to be dropping some best bets. We drop price picks all the time. We drop core fours in there. We are we are geared up for a huge college basketball season at Green Screens Media. Let's get it. And I'm seeing some more questions come in. Guys, hang hang around afterwards, and we'll, we'll answer those in the chat for you. Um, but thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Easiest way to support us here at IBT Media. Subscribe to the channel. Come back. Hang out with us again. And also, check out the website, guys. So much good content over there for you. I just did a great piece on uh, Joey P from Fantasy Pros. Released that earlier today. And it was a really good, inspiring piece. So we got the feel-good lifestyle advice. We got the fantasy sports and uh, betting advice for you as well. And Until next time, guys, I am Seth. We'll see you next time. Keep it in between.